0: Hello, and welcome to the Driver Hire podcast. My name's Tony from Driver Hire Croydon and Sutton. Hello, I'm Gary from Driver Hire in Colchester. We represent two of Driver Hire Nationwide's network of over 100 offices. And we decided to get together to create a series of regular podcasts for people who want to know more about Driver Hire, but principally to provide hints, tips and tricks to help our drivers be the very best that they can be. Hi Gary, how are you doing?
1: Very well, Tony. How are things? Are you coping after
0: our video shoot the other day? Um, yeah, no, that was, a, that was a really good day. Yeah, we, um, we spent, um, spent a day over at uh, Tiptree uh, shooting some videos, and they'll be released over the next few weeks. But really, really interesting, a really good day, I thought.
1: Yep. I mean, the driver, Bradley, from Tiptree Jams, his vehicle is so clean. It's nearly a year old. And I couldn't see any dirt on it. I was absolutely shocked how someone can keep the vehicle so clean.
0: Uh, Other than in a showroom I've never never seen such a clean vehicle so he must he must polish that every single day.
1: (laughs) I know he was in early to get it clean for us when we uh, we arrived so um, hopefully everyone can see how clean it is on the video.
0: Yeah so yeah the video um, should coincide with this podcast and Bradley gave us a demo of how he goes about doing a walk around check which I think is really interesting and not just for the shiny lorry. Now I agree. So what we got to be talking about today then Tony? Well this week's episode is all about protecting vulnerable road users, which of course is a is a really serious subject. You know the the kind of vehicles we're driving. I suppose you'd feel quite safe in a big truck, perhaps in a way you might not as a cyclist or a pedestrian or or other types of vulnerable road users so so we just wanted to to really have a have a chat about that this week. okay,
1: I always thought cyclists are the most um have the most accidents
0: Tony is that the case well um cyclists certainly account for a huge proportion of of incidents, accidents, and fatalities even uh, but actually motorcycles are a slightly higher risk than cyclists, and that's of course. To do with increased speed and um you know, visibility of motorcyclists, but in terms of truck drivers, I suppose the the common the common thing we have problems with is cyclists and potentially pedestrians. But cyclists is probably the most emotive subject that comes up, um especially when we talk to drivers on CPC courses. You know, every single truck driver has got a story to tell about a cyclist.
1: Oh, and I'm, no, I'm no different. Um... Believe it or not, I am a mammal. That's a person who wears Lycra, and it isn't a pretty sight. I do enjoy cycling. I often go out and do a 40, 50-mile bike ride. doesn't look like it, but I do. And I understand, as a HGV driver and a cyclist, I see one side of the steering wheel and one side of the pedal. That's way I could describe it.
0: But not everyone does. So, um, MAML, is, um, is the acronym Middle-Aged Man in Lycra? Is that what that is?
1: I'm afraid so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as you'll be aware, Gary, but perhaps not the listeners to the podcast. I I, I have done a, a pretty huge amount of cycling myself over time and I am guilty as charged of uh, of, of that offence of being of being a mammal <laughs> as, as well. <laughs> um but um but the the, the cycling that, that I've done uh, mostly in either closed roads um or uh, in big groups with a cycling club. And you know a group of cyclists, twenty of us together, you know, in, in tight formation and rotation, actually takes up more road space than a lorry, and you feel a lot safer in that group. But yes, cyclists are very vulnerable if they, you know, if they come into contact with a lorry, of course. So, really, I suppose the thing to do is just to talk through why, why that happens.
1: Well, I would say it was higher in town centre and city centres. Mm. I. I'm fortunate enough to live in the countryside, so when I go out, I could be by myself. Very rarely do I come across much traffic. But if I ride around in Colchester, um, i notice the difference, but there's no tomorrow. You feel, as a cyclist, I feel very vulnerable because people don't know how to treat you rightly when you come to a roundabout. They'll overtake you because you're going too slow. And then you come to the next junction, you're going past them again because they've stopped and there's a gap, we go through it, um, and things like that. So I think... It's a two-way thing. Car drivers aren't always good at um, looking after the cyclist because they're not so aware of what's going on. And as a cyclist, we jump into gaps that we really shouldn't be jumping into as well.
0: Mm. I think think the difference is that, you know, if you're talking about a, a, a large commercial vehicle and a cyclist, one's had the professional training and the other one hasn't. And the for me the most important thing is that the the professional driver really needs to take account of the fact that that vulnerable cyclist perhaps doesn't really understand what the issues are with driving that big vehicle and you know i would say one of the aspects of professionalism as a truck driver is taking taking into allowance the lack of understanding from the cyclist. And I'm not saying that cyclists um, should do some of the things they do. And and I know how frustrated and having spoken to so many truck drivers on this subject over the years and um, the things that cyclists do that really, really do frustrate um, truck drivers is things like um, passing on the left-hand side, passing on the left-hand side when traffic lights are about to change, passing on the left-hand side when there's a left turn coming up and sitting in blind spots. And I when we've talked about blind spots before um, for lorries, when we're talking about motorways and things like that. But um, in driving around town with cyclists around you, I, I don't think the average cyclist is really aware of all the blind spots of a lorry.
1: No, and a modern lorry has lots of mirrors on it. But when I do go driving, I know where I'm looking. And it isn't in every mirror all the time. I'm looking ahead of me most of the time. Mm. And cyclists do come up on the inside of you, and you don't always know they're there.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm in I'm in London. I, I see a lot more cycle lanes and those advanced cycle lanes. You know, the 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 area at the front and the traffic lights where where cyclists can go, and and that's fine. But you know, as as professional drivers, we were always trained about forward planning, observation, anticipation. Um, a truck driver. Just to just to keep the truck moving is thinking about how traffic lights might change ahead and trying to arrive when they're green, not just roaring up to a set of lights, stopping and getting the truck moving all over again, which is hard work, especially in a manual gearbox. Um, but a cyclist perhaps doesn't read the traffic lights in the same way that a truck driver does. So if a if a truck has sit, been sitting at red lights for a while, and you're a cyclist coming up behind, and you're thinking about going up the inside. Well, what happens after traffic lights have been red for a while, they go green. And if you get caught coming up the inside as that truck's moving off, then you've got potential problems. So perhaps if the cyclists were reading the road in the same way and reading traffic lights as I'm talking about now, um, in the same way as truck driver would, they'd be saying, well, they've been red for ages. I won't pass up the inside. I'll, I'll hang back and, and let the traffic move and, um, and and then go with it as opposed to coming up the inside. But of course, the, the most dangerous one there is the left turn.
1: Yeah, I mean, if there's an accident with a cyclist and the HGV is always in the news, always in the newspaper, on the telly or whatever. And Because there's only got to be one winner on that. When that lorry's turning left and the cyclists come up on the inside and you can't see them, mm. that cyclist has got to lose in that battle every time.
0: Yeah, I know, I know it's a figure of speech, but I wouldn't describe the truck driver as being the winner because, um, you know, if you've hurt a cyclist, no matter how you know, how much bravado you've got, um, that's going to affect you. That really is no. going to affect you. Um, and if the worst happens, you've got to live with that for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, you're right, Tony. It isn't a win or lose situation because as a driver, you must be distraught that you've hurt someone, potentially killed someone. And as a cyclist, you think, why did I go up there? Why did I make that decision at that time? Because as we're both cyclists, we might go as fast as we can, as quickly as we can, or think there's a gap. We'll nip into that.
0: Mm. And sometimes you just need to hold back, especially in city centres and town centres. Mm. I think it's also important that, that you don't get wound up. And there are, there are cyclists that will do things like, um, you know, jump up onto the pavements and jump through red lights and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's not right. Of course, it's not right. But it's really important that you don't get wound up by it. And, you know, just rely on your professional training. Take a deep breath um, and, and and let it go because it's going to do you no good getting het up about it.
1: So what we can do to help them, um, I, I can get hold of a HGV vehicle quite easily with my clients around here. And I've tried in the past with the local cycling club is to have a, a day where they can come up and see how limited vision we have when he's high up in some of these cabs and so on. And I believe you've worked with
0: a company that's done that in the past as well, haven't you, Tony? So CEMEX, um, who have a, a incredibly proactive um, um, safety campaign, it, it, they are absolutely safety first. It is the most important thing. Um, and they do a lot of work where they'll take vehicles, a so big tip of vehicles, They'll take them into town centres, you know, town squares or whatever um, at the weekend. And what they do is they, um, they they mark out on the ground where the blind spots are, so the bits the drivers can see and the, and the bits they can't see. And what they do is they'll get schoolchildren, cyclists, pedestrians to go and stand in all those blind spots and then invite them one by one to jump up into the truck and look in the mirrors. And they know there's 30, 40 people around the truck, but they can't see a single one of them. So it's, it's, you know, it's really about how could you demonstrate you know, one road user's plight in the eyes of the other uh, and actually see things for, from other people's point of view.
1: No, it's yeah. a great thing. I mean, we had a vehicle in our um, car park we picked up and moved. And Shani's never been in a, a vehicle before from here. Four steps before you even get to the cab, you couldn't believe how hard it is to get in and out. So you realise how high you are up and how limited you can see all down the sides of you in every position. And it's just little things like that, that she didn't understand. And she'd been working this industry a little while now.
0: Yeah, I think it's also worth mentioning the the London uh, safer lorry scheme. So obviously that's pertinent to where we are here. You know, why would you want London safer lorries and not safer lorries everywhere? I suppose the answer to that question is you've got to start somewhere. But the safety standards for lorries in London have been increased. And there's there's really two things, as, as well as the emission rules. Um, there's really two things in terms of safety, and, and one is about the underrun bars, which are the bars down the side of the vehicle. Where if you were to have an impact with anything, um, it stops that thing going underneath the lorry and getting dragged under the wheels. So in this case, we're talking about cyclists. You know, if, if the worst was to happen, you were to come into contact with a cyclist, then you. the, the design of the bars is such that they're not going to get dragged under the wheels they'll get bounced off to the side which is um not pleasant but far far less unpleasant than getting dragged dragged under the wheels if i can phrase it like that and then the other thing is about mirrors and this is i suppose you've got to say it's good news because what it's doing is giving the truck driver more vision so um so there are Um, a few different classes of mirror uh, so uh, class four class five class six mirrors so so what are we talking about well you have class four mirror is a wide angle mirror uh, which most uh, well all trucks have on the near side Um, a class five mirror is a curb mirror so as from the driver's seat looking across to the passenger side can actually see down to the ground down by the near side front wheel and then there's something called a Class Six mirror. You'll see these more commonly in London, but you'll see them all over the place. It's a mirror that sits in front of the windscreen, high up, looking down in front of the vehicle. So what we're talking about there is, you know, it, it's um, it's a really, if you've never driven a truck, it's a really bizarre experience when you've got a pedestrian that's walked across in front of you and you haven't even seen them because they're under the line of your windscreen, and you only see them when they sort of pop out the other side. And it's that 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 mirror is trying to resolve. And, you know, it would be horrible to think you've just pulled off and driven straight into somebody that you didn't even see. But that is the blind spots we're talking about. So So this mirror is opening up that blind spot. Now, the problem is that I've just described now a truck that's got a main mirror on the offside, a main mirror on the near side, a wide angle mirror on the near side, a curved mirror on the near side, and this class six mirror looking down over the front. Well, you can only look in one mirror at a time, and that's one of the problems. So this isn't the be all and end all. This really still requires a truck driver to properly have their wits about them, especially in congested town centres with, with cyclists around.
1: We've also got other improvements through the um, Transport for London um, road traffic scheme where there's more signs of the vehicle, there's cameras on the vehicle, there's proximity alarms, yeah. and we, we haven't touched much on pedestrians. You've just touched on that, Tony. Yeah. Um, and where they walk around with their headphones on, they're not listening, yeah. um, and they just walk out in front of you because they're not concentrating. Yeah. Well, with the proximity alarm, it's got to give you a beep, beep, whop, and make you wake up and, and be aware because you might be looking at one of them side mirrors and not in front of you
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah so yeah people may not be familiar with with those proximity alarms but but they are exactly that it's just drawing your attention to the fact that there is some somebody or something close to the lorry but you mentioned um you know pedestrians with headphones in um i i, I don't understand why pedestrians it's particularly when you're you're driving and making a left turn and you've got a pedestrian walking along the road who who crosses the road you're going into somehow oblivious and i'm sure without headphones that have the awareness you know the noise around them um but, but the amount of times i see pedestrians not even look over their shoulder to see what's coming before they they cross that road in in that situation uh, it's extraordinary
1: yeah i mean i don't know if i've mentioned before tony on the podcast i've got an electric car and it is silent in going in a straight line The amount of times people will just walk in front of you now, you're going down a car park, people walk down the middle of the road of a car park, and they're oblivious to what's happening around them.
0: Mm. So
1: as we get further and further into the electric stage, it's got to be harder for the drivers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But again, as professional drivers, we, we just need to assume that that pedestrian... A particular one with the headphones in, just hasn't heard us and because their senses are taken up with the sound, haven't seen us either.
1: No, it's it. and again, it's come to perhaps understanding from both sides. So as as we said, we've got the alarms, the proximity, we've got warnings. The one I do like seeing on the back of the vehicle is the big yellow sign, please do not pass down the left-hand side of it. We've touched on it so much at the beginning of this um, chat we've had, Tony, but... I just wish more people would take notice of it and it would help all our drivers.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, and and you know, of, of all the things that we have talked about, you know, that left turn is is the most dangerous one. And I think, you know, for people who you know, are riding a bike, e- even a car, a motorbike, whatever, who haven't driven the lorry, one of the things that, that perhaps don't understand is that sometimes a truck will need to move out to the right because of their size, prior to making the left turn to gain the space to make the turn, and as that as that gap opens up as they're pulling out towards the middle of the road, you could be a cyclist thinking, "Oh, well, they're moving out to the right, that's fine. I can go down the left-hand side," and it's just not the case. It's you know, it's it's so dangerous.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, and the last thing I think we should touch on here, Tony, is um, animals or horses. Mm. I'm saying that mainly because I do come across horses quite often, and as a as a cyclist. I would do the same here. I'd slow up, give it a wide berth and a an HGV driver. You're taking that majority of the road and in most cases, just slow up. Mm. Two minutes of your life will save a lot of time and hassle and everything else. If that horse bolts and that person comes off. You're spending more time looking after that person laying on the floor than you were letting that horse go past.
0: Yeah, when, where, where I live, I'm on the outskirts of London. So, um, you know, we do see a fair amount of horses on the country lanes around here. And I... I I basically take my lead from the horse rider um so you know if I'm if I'm about to overtake a horse I'll give it a lot of distance um and I'll slow right down and and most of the time the horse riders are really good uh, they'll see what you're doing um and then I let them wave me past so that I know that they know I'm there um and it just uh, keeps everything calm in today's society
1: all we need to do is slow up And that's both as drivers, cyclists, horse riders. There's no rush. Take a little bit more time and that might cut out a lot more accidents. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Now, I've mentioned that in the past I've put these pictures out of all the the other lines next to the vehicle, what you can see and can't see. When we post the podcast, we'll be putting out pictures on our Facebook and LinkedIn so you'll be able to see it and hopefully understand what we are talking about visually other than us two just chatting here.
0: So uh, been great talking to you again, Gary.
1: Yeah, another subject I quite enjoy talking about because I see it as a HGV driver and a cyclist. And I hope other people will gain something from our little discussion today and we'll see less
0: accidents on the road. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. So if you have enjoyed it, please do rate, review and subscribe. And we'll look forward to speaking to you again next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Driver Hire podcast, and thank you very much. And
1: goodbye from myself, Gary Riches, at the Colchester
0: office. And from me, Tony Gosher, from the Croydon and Sutton office. If you'd like to get in touch with us, along with all the other Driver Hire offices, you can find us at driverhire.co.uk.
1: Thank you very much for your time.
0: Bye-bye.